You're listening to the Gino Kinzen Audio Experience. My name is Gino, I'm Filipino, and I'm a full-time martial artist at my family's academy in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I make content about the martial arts way of thinking and connecting it to live a happier, more productive life. In today's episode, we're going to be telling the story about why I quit MMA. Uh, some people on TikTok have actually asked me to tell this story, and I fit as much of it as I could into a three-minute video, and that's actually only like 40% of the entire story. So today's podcast will be about my experience getting started in MMA and how I spent the next two years becoming an amateur fighter and why I stopped. Hope you enjoy. All right, so let's get into it. So when I first got into MMA, I really just wanted to test myself. Um, testing myself was something that I actually wanted to do for a while because I've been training for a really long time and I didn't know what I knew actually worked. So I asked my dad if I could do an MMA fight and he was like, yeah, let's get into it. Which at the time was kind of funny because like if any other person that I knew like talked to their dad and be like, hey, I want to get into an MMA fight. You know what I mean? Their um, reaction probably wouldn't be the same. Regardless, we started prepping for it. So that was about, that was the summer of 2014 and going all the way into like early spring of 2015 was basically the idea. So the the story is getting ready for fighting on top of being an 18 year old graduating high school, trying to figure out what I'm doing in my life and then being, um, you know, a fighter kind of balancing all that kind of felt like a lot at the same time. And throughout school, I was I was trying to really focus on things that made me happy because the last couple of years, like freshman, sophomore year and junior year of high school, I didn't really know what I was doing. So, yeah. What's up, Maddie? Hi, Lisa. We're telling the story about my MMA thing. So, what kind of style of fighting do I do? Do Muay Thai, Filipino martial arts, and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Okay. Um, but back onto the, the story here. So, I was really focused on trying to make like my senior year of high school really good because I didn't really have. A whole lot of like self-identity with the stuff that I was doing. I spent a lot of time like those first three years of high school working on other people. So I was like, okay, let's do something for me. So I get ready for the fight. I didn't actually know anything at the time about how to go about it the right way. I just knew that we had to train hard, basically do the same thing that I was already doing, just a little bit harder. And it was interesting because I managed to get in like right away, mainly because like the sanctioning body for MMA fights at the time was pretty big. Um, like Spartica, if you guys know like what Spartica is. The the training for it was pretty simple. We just spent a couple of months doing strength training, doing speed training, doing strategy and everything like that. And I trained for nine months, nine months before my first fight. And it, it seems like a lot, but when you think about like actually getting yourself ready for a new mode of performance, and especially as a martial arts fighter, that is very different than just like, you know, training for hobby stuff. So I was, I was training for the fight and I got all the way up until like April and I remember going into it, like if I could recall it correctly, uh, we went into the backstage area of the constant center. It was like, have you ever seen like an empty coliseum before? It's nuts. Like it's super surreal to like see a place that's supposed to hold like tens of thousands of people and it's empty. 
Um, so that was very interesting. So we're like walking through the Coliseum, the empty Coliseum, going into the back room where like the doctors and stuff are there. Gotta take our weight, gotta take a little blood pressure, just make sure that we're all like healthy and we're filling out paperwork and stuff. There's a lot of paperwork that goes into the, some of these events. So keep in mind that if you guys get into sports stuff to just be prepared to be professional about it. So we go through this whole thing and I was really worried that my anxiety to get into it was going to get to me because I have this heart issue. It's a, I think they call it SVT, but um, it mainly comes and it messes with me if I'm like super stressed about stuff. It's just, it's like super self-induced. There's nothing I can really do about it except calm myself down. So I was really worried that like when I was going into the fight, I didn't want it to happen. I didn't want it to be an issue for me. And it, right before I got my blood pressure taken, it happened and my heart was like going nuts and I tried to like calm myself down. Then it went away. Um, then we were getting into getting into the ring and everything like that. Uh, we were walking out and we had to choose like music and everything. So before you before the fight actually happens, you go to weigh ins. And then when you weigh in at this event, they ask you like, what song do you want to play while you're uh, coming out? And I chose the One Winged Angel. If you guys don't know what that song is, that is the theme song to Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. And I don't really know why I chose that song other than the fact that it was my favorite boss fight. So I just chose it and that was my that was my thing. So we're there, walking out to the One Winged Angel. And all I can remember is right before we got onto stage, my dad told me, all right, this is going to be your first fight. I want you to take in the experience. We're going to have super confidence. You're going to do really good. Just try and stay relaxed. You're going to do a good job. I'm like, okay, okay, I got it. And the only thing that I could remember when I walked out was him telling me to take it all in. So I'm walking out on the stage and I hear, you know, the cheer of the people. I'm like, here's my One Wind Angel song. Here's everybody, you know, cheering for me to come out and do my thing. And all I could think of was like, wow, look at all these people, look at the lights. And I'm just kind of, you know, walking out. And then we get there, we're bouncing around in the ring. In this corner is Gino's opponent, blah, 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 and his name. And then I'm standing there just kind of looking around. There's like thousands of people, like five, 6,000 people around. And I'm looking at the TV. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm on the TV. And I hear, oh, Gino Quentin. And I go, oh, that's me. And I just raise my hand, like super calm. Not even like bouncing around, warming myself up, just literally standing there. And it's just funny when I look at the video on it, I gotta find it. But when I see that video, I'm just like, man, I'm actually really stressed at the time, but I have this way of like keeping myself calm. So that's what I was doing. Going to the fight, my first fight um, was basically just really hard sparring. I've never had to use my training like that before. So the first and second round were very, very tough. We were basically like brawling. And I remember in the middle of the second round, he takes my back and he's trying to do like a rear naked choke. And I remember I like panicking. It was really hard. I was like, yeah, it's like choking me. I'm like, no, we're going to like, we did all this work. We're going to get choked out. This sucks. And I'm like holding it there and like 10 seconds pass. And then in my head, I start to calm myself down. I go, he doesn't know how to finish the choke. So I then take my time to do the the technical back escape super super slow because i'm like exhausted from all the adrenaline and everything super slow the escape and then the fight resets the third round happens and we're still doing the same thing he's like brawling we go to the ground i'm a, more of a defensive guard player because i'm smaller i'm like half of his age 
And at the last part of the round, I get him into an armbar position, right? We're doing our scramble and stuff and I get the armbar position. And then the 10 second clap, bang, bang, bang happens. And that means that there are 10 seconds left. The fight will be over in 10 seconds. And then everything slows really, really, really far down. And I remember hearing in my head, I'm holding the armbar. And like, all I have to do is crank it. And I'm there, I'm holding the armbar. I go, all right, all we gotta do is crank it. We're gonna win, we're gonna win, we're gonna win. We're just gonna crank it, we're gonna win. And then I remember hearing my mom, my mom's voice pop in. She was like, Gino, do you really want to break this guy's arm for the sake of winning an amateur MMA fight? And then in my head, I was like struggling. I go like, I care about this guy. I really want to win. I don't actually want to hurt him. And then I let out like the most guttural yell I could ever do. And I'm just like, let me win. I wasn't like yelling that, but in my head, I was screaming out like, let me win, let me win. Please let me win. Please just tap, please just tap. Let me get it. He taps, boom, boom. And then we, the match is over. But normally like when people win MMA fights, they like to jump up and they celebrate. And when I was done with that fight, I almost cried. It was uh, pretty nerve wracking for me. Knowing that I had that much power over somebody to end their career in martial arts and like significantly cause them harm was a lot for me to take in on top of like the adrenaline and the stress of everybody watching and like all that other junk. But I like, I pulled myself together get my hand raised and I'm walking out. And I remember I couldn't even walk back to like the green room that we had. Uh, I asked Jacob at the time to, to carry me. And I was like, why did I ask him to carry me? That was like super embarrassing. So like I walked out, all the adrenaline was still dumping from my body and I felt like I was gonna explode. <laughs> That's basically how like my first fight went. Felt really good. I told myself I would never fight again. And then I did a second and then I did a third one. My third fight was probably my best one. That was the one against Tony White. And that was the most on I've ever been to, to earn my win. And then my fourth fight was when I actually got an opponent that knew how to fight. I think in MMA, when you start to get into training, your, your talent can make up for a certain amount of hard work. So when you're doing your fights, the first ones technically like don't count. I remember like hearing from one of my dad's friends he, uh, he was telling me that your first five fights don't count. I come to find out that he said three, but I heard five. So I was going to make myself do five fights regardless as like my run. They don't count because you just got your feet wet. You don't want it to be like off of luck. You want it to be, you know, purposeful. So uh, that was basically what I did. I wanted to just hammer out all the fights. So my second and third fight won by submission really, really fast. And then my fourth fight was hard. I got like my left side of my face hit a whole bunch of times. And he won off of like unanimous decision. And I haven't had to fight against somebody that had a lot of like forward aggression. Everybody else at the time was just like a bunch of wrestlers. And again, I'm still like getting my feet wet in the sport. So fighting wasn't really something I was doing. It was more like hard sparring. And that was kind of hard for me um, against somebody actually trying to take my head off. So I lose, I lose that fight by unanimous decision. I remember trying to eat pizza that night when we were done and I couldn't chew because my left side of my face was pretty swollen. What's up, James? What's up, Australia? But um, then I got into my fifth fight. My fifth fight was very interesting because I was already emotionally burnt out from doing, you know, a year and a half worth of fight training. And if you, if you know anything about fight training, it's really hard physically and then emotionally because you're trying to like represent your team well, 
trying to represent your training, trying to represent yourself, you're trying to like grow and everything like that. And it's, it's a lot. I really wanted to do a good job and I had an accident a week before my fight. Um, I got my ankle sprained. Actually, if I could backtrack just a little bit, we, we had, um, what you call, thank you for the sunscreen. I appreciate it, James. Thank you. The, what was I saying? Oh, the last fight. So I asked, I asked the event because this was going to be my last one. I asked the event manager, uh, for Spartaca, if I could fight for the belt because no, it was a vacant belt. Nobody actually had it or like the person left or something like that, the other one. What's up, Detroit? What's up, Mo? Good to see you. Um, so I asked him if I could fight for the belt and he went, yeah, let's see if we have any contenders. So we found another contender. He's like this retired Navy dude, again, almost like twice my age. I'm like 19 at the time. It's really funny. I'm fighting against all these grown ass men. So I'm there and we're fighting. Uh, or in the, the fight meeting, we they made like a TV show thing about it. We, like we were at the weigh-in event at this bar and they had the, the cameras on us and everything doing our weigh-ins, like sat down. I was sitting down next to my previous opponent, the one that I lost my fourth fight to. We were like sitting next to each other and then my opponent and another dude were there because we, we were both fighting for the belt at the same time. My previous opponent was fighting for the weight class under. So he fought me at 145, but then he competed for the belt at 135. And then I was fighting for the belt at 145. I'm super professional about it. The other guys on the other side are like taking it way too seriously, answering these questions like they're like some hot stuff. And you know, it's whatever, it didn't really get to me. That was, you know, the, the day before, um, like the weigh-ins or something like that. I, I don't remember, it was, the timeline was really weird. Anyway, uh, that happened first and then I sprained my ankle the week before the fight. And then I was faced with the decision of, am I going to drop out after that TV show meeting thing? You know, we just went through all of this stuff, talking a bunch of trash to each other. Well, I wasn't really talking trash. I was trying to be respectful. And then the other guy was talking trash. Um, so we were there and I was like, okay, fine, fine. I'm just, I'm going to be able to do it. So I couldn't even like put weight. I couldn't even put weight on my ankle. It was really really painful couldn't put weight on it at all i couldn't walk around very well and right before that fight we were doing the same warm-up blah 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 and then i had so much ibuprofen on my body i think i took like four or five maybe it was six i don't remember it was a lot of ibuprofen and it was like coursing through my body to try and like numb the pain and i didn't realize like how much that would affect my performance because when your body is healing you don't do very much except try and heal so I have a lot of ibuprofen on my body while I'm trying to fight adrenaline against an active opponent. So those three things together don't really work out very well. So I go into my fight with a sprained ankle and ibuprofen in my body. And I lose that fight because of number one, the mentality, and number two, because I physically wasn't able to do anything. What you call? I was um, in the middle of like the second round and I was like holding his head or something like that. And he was like getting punches or whatever. And the words, I don't want to fight this guy, like scrolled through my head. I'm like, why am I saying that? And like, I had to like snap myself out of it. I'm like, he's punching me in the face. And I just, I just was so done. I didn't want to do it anymore. I'm just like, I just want this fight to be over. And then we get to the ground position. He like takes full mount. He's doing like his punches. And the correct technique for the last position that I was in is to use my left side 
and roll him away by trapping his arms and getting out, or at least like trying to shrimp in the in the correct direction. But because my ankle wasn't working very well, I wasn't able to do that. So we're there and just taking a bunch of punches and then the referee calls it. And then I remember if you watch that video too, I stand up and I do like the shrug. I'm like, what happened? And he goes, I had to call it, it's a TKO, fight's over. And I'm like, whatever. Because at the time I just didn't care. I just wanted it to be over. So that's, that's basically what happened. Um, we finish up with that fight. I'm like super glad to be done. And I wanted to take a break. I just really didn't want to fight anymore. It was so much for me. Like the, the atmosphere of all of these people trying to find themselves with air quotes and trying to prove that they're like a bunch of hot stuff. It was just, it was too much for me and I didn't want to be a part of that anymore. Uh, so I just stopped training MMA. And then I went to like solo stuff. I still, to this day, I really, really want to just do like MMA and then Gi Jiu Jitsu. If I can keep those two worlds different or uh, separate, that would, that would make me a little bit more happy. So I kept just learning how to train well. I kept like studying business, studying how to be a teacher and everything like that. And I got really good. And then today, almost like five years later, or four years ago, uh, which was last year, got into content creation. And I found that I really like to make videos. And I like to teach people. I'm really good at it if I can actually plan out my stuff. So that's actually kind of where my, my journey meets up to today's world where I stopped because I always like thought about going back into fighting, but I really like teaching. And I at least want to like document how I can be a fighter again or like if somebody in the school wanted to be an MMA fighter like how would I go about it if I started over so that's kind of uh, where we lead into it where today I'm actually writing a six-part course or like a book or something like that and basically how to be a combat athlete like if I could do it over again start from the very beginning how would I go about being an MMA fighter um, and that's kind of where the next part of my story picks up so Hope you enjoyed my, my talk on MMA. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about how I would do it if I started all the way over. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I really enjoy just sharing everything that I have to offer. Uh, it's been a really great time just answering all of your questions. If you guys have anything else, shoot me a message on TikTok or Instagram. Shoot me an email. Um, there are some user-suggested content inside of my Anchor profile that if you guys have a question, leave a little voice snippet of you asking it, and it might be included in the next podcast. All right, guys. See you later.